I get it. We should be safe. But at the same point of time, this does not mean you cannot move. This simply means you have to move differently. You have to adapt. You have to learn. You have to change as the world changes around you. And those people who are asking and having that narrative in their minds and are and are maintaining that dialogue, those are the set of people that will come out on top. Those are going to be the leaders of the next wave. Those are going to be the leaders that will create a new story out in the world as this crisis comes towards an end. This is episode number 39 with Ajit Nawalka. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Podcasters Paradise. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you answer this question with hell yeah, now, this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. Since I started podcasting, I knew I needed to invest in myself, learn more about podcasting, and surround myself with the best minds in the podcasting industry. This is how I became part of the number one online community for podcasters called Podcasters Paradise, created by John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the most successful top-ranked and award-winning podcasts. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I highly recommend checking out Podcasters Paradise at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. That's again MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. You can also find the links on our show notes page at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions after checking out the Podcasters Paradise page, or you want to know more about my incredibly positive experiences with Podcasters Paradise, shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com or DM me on Instagram at tibor.mindsethorizon. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. And so without further ado, Let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Ajit Navalka, and in today's episode, Ajit shares his incredible personal story and how he decided to expand his horizons and explore possibilities beyond traditional education. Ajit talks about the one question everybody should ask themselves in order to live big instead of living in survival mode, especially in the midst of a crisis that we all experience today because of the coronavirus. He also talks about how to be a leader instead of being a victim in this situation. During the conversation, we dive deeper into the importance of passion and purpose and why choosing your path and enjoying the journey is the key to living a fulfilled life. Ajit also shares his insights on the importance of values, how you can find them and how you can live a life in alignment with your core values. 
And so now a couple of words about today's guest. So Ajit Navalka comes from very humble beginnings. He was born to a middle-income family in Jaipur, India, grew up in an extended family of 23 other people under one roof. Space and money were scarce, and so as a little boy, he dreamt of abundance. He made a decision to plant himself where he could grow. From starting as a trainee in a nonprofit, he has since held various roles, including as CEO of Mindvalley, co-founder of Mindvalley Teach, co-founder and CEO at Evercoach, co-founder of Global Grid Institute, and co-founder of Epic Businesses. He's also the author of three incredible books, The Book of Coaching, The Business Book of Coaching, and Live Big. From his path, he learned it is possible to create the abundant reality we all want. He's passionate to share the business and productivity strategies that helped him build and grow numerous multiple million dollar businesses so that we can ignite abundance in business and life for all of humanity. And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hey, Ajit, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Thank you for the invitation, Tibor. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, despite this craziness that is going on in the world right now with the coronavirus, uh, I really appreciate it. And I really wanted to invite you on the show. So I'm excited to have this conversation. You're a serial entrepreneur, you know, former CEO of Mindvalley, co-founder of Mindvalley Teach, Evercoach, uh, the host of the Business of Coaching podcast, co-founder of Global Grit Institute, Epic Business, the author of the book, Book of Coaching and Live Big. And uh, to be honest, I've been part of the Mindvalley community in the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, my journey started about four years ago. And I stumbled across Mindvalley and Evercoach through Impact Theory uh, because I saw Vision about four years ago, you know, on the show. And um, I checked out Vision and and I stumbled across Mindvalley and then Evercoach and I saw the Mindvalley University and I just went and at that time I was looking for answers and all those things. I, I was a little bit lost in the corporate field. I was living abroad. So that is why I was excited to invite you on the show because you indirectly and, and the company that you stand for uh, had a huge impact on my life basically. So yeah, and I'm excited to dive into your story first of all so i i love for you to to share your incredible story with the listeners as well because you are coming from a really humble beginnings and you became this incredible entrepreneur serial entrepreneur so i'm also excited to to hear more about you and also for the listeners i think it's it could be really really helpful Thank you so much, Debar. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for acknowledging the work that we've been doing. Uh, we're grateful that we are able to bring positivity and, and light and education, irrespective of the domain that people are wanting to learn more of or grow in. Uh, we are very grateful that we have this unique opportunity in today's time to be able to serve yeah. the community. Uh, and so, so very excited about that. Uh, how I started was... Uh, several years ago, actually, I, I I I was born in India. I was born in a small town called Jaipur, and in that town, it's uh, it's it's a tourist town, but it's not a very wealthy town. And then neither were my family. And so what we had done uh, was uh, we were living twenty three people in the same house. Uh, my bedroom was my playroom, <laughs> wow. my study room, and I shared that with my brother. Uh, 
then it basically involved a mattress on the floor and and something that we call a chokey, which is like a small table where you don't need a chair. You basically sit on the ground and use that to write and and read and do everything that you need to do or eat or whatever that is. That's your table, basically. Um, So that's kind of how I grew up. Uh, Blessed to have amazing parents and amazing family. and and so uh, so what happened was during that journey there were because of the experiences that happened through the course of that um, that that time I, I I was exposed to several wonderful ideas thanks to my teachers at school um, one of the teachers in- introduced me to the idea very early on to say hey you can choose to be what you want to be and she didn't say it in those words but she did express a very different opportunity for me beyond what I always thought I would become because that was a narrative I was sold to, right? Uh, because it isn't it that what we constantly hear, we just start to believe that it is the truth and that is what we can be. Uh, and that had happened for me yeah. until I was maybe 16, 17 years old. I had always heard, well, if you want to be successful, you got to become an engineer or a doctor like every other Indian. Um, yeah. And so... So I, that's what I was trying to become. I was trying to become an engineer, but I was terrible at it. I was an average student. I didn't. I loved physics. I loved math, but I didn't really love the overall uh, way how engineering was done. I think it was it was more of a curious soul always who loved math and and physics more for the joy of it than the than the whole competition and and saying how many marks do you get in something, which is very or used to be really big in India at the time. Um, so, so that kind of led me to question uh, because my my vice principal once expressed, "Hey, listen, you're really good on stage. Why don't you why don't you try to become like a news anchor or something?" Uh, and that kind of opened up my horizons to to kind of ask that question of myself and say, "Why not? Why have I never considered that?" I'm sure this has happened with with your listeners or happened with you where suddenly somebody said something that you didn't even see as possibility until that moment. And that suddenly yeah. you go, oh, crap, that is a possibility. I never thought about it that way, right? It was that kind of a moment. But sometimes when these kind of moments happen, you don't really recognize them. And sometimes you do. That was the time yeah. where I got a chance at that young age to really recognize that because it happened two or three times with the same teacher. She going, hey, listen, you should really consider doing something like this, which was completely extraordinary. Nothing that was in my realm of reality at the time. And yeah. so... Was it before studying engineering or? I was training for the competitive exams that would make me an engineer. So I didn't really join an engineering school. Uh, I never yeah. did. I, I, As I was preparing for competitive exams and my parents had already invested a lot of money in the mm-hmm. competitive exams and training for it, uh, I just walked up to my dad one day and actually not even walked up. I didn't have the courage. I wrote a letter to him. Uh, we lived in the same house, but I wrote a letter saying, I think this is not for me. I would really hate to be a bad engineer. I would hate to be an engineer that hates his life uh, because I, I really don't think I find joy in this. So would you be wow. open to to letting me try something different? And and that's why I said I have just amazing parents and, and my dad was really supportive of me. Uh, and he simply requested, hey, listen, it's okay if you don't want to do engineering but at least graduate from college because that that at least gets you some educational background instead of you just being a high school graduate uh, sorry high 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 school pass out so why don't you just at least do that and while you're doing that you can try to figure out what do you really want to do wow that's that's really amazing and thank you so much for sharing i think uh you know 
Uh, a lot of people can struggle with with something like that. Um, for example, in my life, when I transitioned from uh, being an architect to doing what I do today, you know, my parents didn't really understand what I was trying to do or what I was aspiring to do. And I know that in your life, it was it was. Um, I mean, similar when you when you had this idea that you don't want to be an engineer anymore. So, how did you actually handle this thing besides the uh, the letter? Because I believe that many people can have similar experiences that they have, you know, um, expectations, family, uh, maybe spouse expectations from other people, and they don't dare to go for their dreams or start their businesses or whatever it is. So. What advice would you give to those people if they are listening? It's a multifold question, a multifold answer because of that. Uh, <laughs> having the courage to take action or taking the first step is just taking the first step. You have to weather the storm that is going to follow, right? Me writing that letter was, yes, the first step, and yes, my dad supported it, but that started a journey for the next five or six years where I would try things and fail at them. Right. And as I would fail at them, I would constantly wonder, firstly, for myself, did I make the right decisions because I could have taken the safe path? And of course, they were doubting it as well. They were like, what the hell did you just do? Like, is that what you really signed up for? Is that what you want to do all your life? Never did they ask me in a derogatory way. That was kind of them. But did they question it? Absolutely. Did they question it every couple of weeks? Absolutely. The first five years of my life looked like I'm going nowhere until I found my first success. So it was five years from a really young kid. Think about it. It's somebody who's 18. Uh, you think they don't know what they're doing, of course, especially as parents. And, and they go for five years, which is until which are the peak years that they should be studying hard and getting their degree and getting a job. I was mostly just going around, trying different things, taking part-time jobs, failing at them, making a little bit of money there, making a little bit of money there. Uh, but spending way more than I was making, like way more than what they would have spent in my education. And suddenly, of course, they get to doubt it. And that's fine. The thing that you got to understand is the first step is the courageous step. And then you have to weather the storm that follows. Right. So wow, how do man. you find courage? How do you find courage? And that's the first real primary thing is you have to take a good hard look at where life is at right now. Right. Take a real good hard look. We are talking in a time when there is you have to have courage right now because it's time of crisis, right? Be it a health crisis, be it a financial crisis, it is something that is evident, it is right in front of your eyes and you could do one of the three things. You could either freeze right now, you could just simply say, hey, listen, I'm just gonna hold this one out and, and wait for the world to happen around me and I'll just respond when I'm ready, when everything of this passes, which is a lot of us have done that right now, right? A lot of us might have just said, listen, Right now, I can't really do anything. I'm just going to freeze, right? Yeah. And it's a health concern. It's very, very okay if that happens for you. But here is something that you must know if you freeze right now. If you freeze right now, you have given your power away. You've given the power to be able to say, I know we are in crisis. Can I be a leader right now? That power is gone the moment you freeze, right? Wow. Because you have kind of said, okay, I'm going to just like hit myself into a corner and let the world around me decide what my future is going to look like. So that's the first mm -hmm. response. You can freeze. Um, nothing wrong with it if that's what you want, but you've given all control, your leadership, your self-leadership to the world. And any time that has happened in the past, ask yourself if it has worked out for you. Because most likely mm -hmm. it didn't. 
because it never works out for people when we give away our power. Second thing could be you could say, okay, I'm going to just coast along, which means I'm going to go do whatever I have been doing until now, and I'm going to hope it works out just fine. You are better Mm -hmm. off than freezing, but you're still not really adapting to the world that is getting created by the minute, by every new news item that comes out, by every stock that goes down, every stock that goes up, right? New world is getting formed right now. You can keep doing what you were doing. Nothing wrong with that. But if you ask yourself a real good hard look question and say, if I keep doing what I'm doing and the world around me changes, do Mm -hmm. I rise out of the situation or do I manage the situation? You will probably manage the situation. You will probably take less risks, but you will manage the situation. You have lost the opportunity again to be a leader of the situation, to be able to show up for people when they need the most. If you are a coach or a consultant or a trainer of any sorts, you have lost the opportunity of being that amazing coworker. If you're if you're if you're take, taking a job and doing a job right now, you've lost that opportunity of being that beacon of light when people needed leadership. You've lost mm-hmm. that opportunity because you just coasted along. Nothing wrong with that again. But the third thing is you could take leadership and you can take courage as the opportunity and say, I'm going to be the leader of the situation. I'm going to come out on top. I'm going to tell myself and I'm going to, it will be tough. It's not going to be easy. But at the same point in time, I know right now is the time when my team members want it. My company wants it. My employees want it. My clients want it. This is the time when everybody's looking for people around them to tell them that the world's going to be otherwise than what the news tells them. Because news is in our face, right? What is what is most of the people doing? They're hitting refresh. They're going news, news, news. And what is news doing? They are playing their cards right because they want you to hit refresh. They want you to be on that TV channel because that's how they make money. Crisis yeah. is a tremendous amount of wealth for media, which is why they keep us tied to it. They're doing yeah. their job by definitely pr- providing really good information of how to stay safe. And thank God for them, a lot of people are taking action towards staying safe. So not, I'm not dissing on them. But at the same point mm-hmm. in time, you've got to understand once you're taking actions, when you're keeping yourself safe, when you're maintaining physical isolation from the world, now's the time for you to do something in that isolation. Now's the time for you to keep your energy high. Now's the time for you to spread positivity. Now is the time for you to say, hey, listen, I get it. We should be safe. But at the same point in time, this does not mean you cannot move. This simply means you have to move differently. You have to adapt. You have to learn. You have to change as the world changes around you. And those people who are asking and having that narrative in their minds and are and are maintaining that dialogue, those are the set of people that will come out on top. Those are going to be the leaders of the next wave. Those are going to be the leaders that will create a new story out in the world as this crisis comes towards an end, whenever that would be the case. Wow, that's really, really incredible and highly valuable. So you mentioned freezing, uh, coasting along, and taking leadership. And um, yeah, that's incredible. We we jumped into the current situation with the coronavirus, and I believe that a lot of people are in this survival mode, which is a great analogy connected to your story, because some of the people might be in this survival mode uh, throughout their lives, right? So they are just trying to survive. They are in this corporate field. They are not really starting out as a business owner. And I just wanted to grab on that a little bit, taking leadership. Like, what are some steps people can take either in this situation with the coronavirus? Uh, Maybe they are, you know, uh, business owners or maybe 
people who are starting uh, wanted to start their businesses and now here we are with the crisis so what can they do how can they think so to speak in order to move forward and get out from this you know survival mode so to speak the thing that you got to ask is and it's a good time to ask these questions uh, even if you're slightly scared or concerned about the world around you, it may be a good time to generally ask these questions of ourselves. Is is first question to really know the answer towards is what do you want from your life, and that's really the primary question. What is it that if you had all options right now available to you, if this crisis was not really a crisis, what is it that you really want out of your life? Because the biggest challenge that we face is not to know where we are going. Right. Most of us, especially when we are we have jobs, it's so safe or feels so safe. It's not safe at all, uh, but it feels so safe that we don't ask ourselves questions like, where do I even want to go? Where am I going right now? What we get more concerned about is what's the next gossip in the office or how can I get that little promotion and, and so forth. Mm. We're not asking ourselves yeah. a better, bigger question. A bigger, better question is what do I really want out of my life? And once you've answered that question, once you have got some insight towards, hey, what is it that I want? It will change the narrative or at least get you curious enough to say, if I really wanted this, if there was no challenge, if listening to this podcast, if you could just after this conversation, just ask one question of yourself and take a real good look at it. Start watching TV (laughs) for a couple of hours, take a piece of paper, take a journal, write it out. Write out as long as you want, as much as you want, but just simply write out what is it that you want, what your ideal life looks like, how would you wake up, what would you do, what's the work that you want to do, what's the kind of work it is, are you going to the office, are you working from home, Are you? do you have a partner, do you not have a partner, do you have kids, do you not have kids, whatever that is, write out your life, because when you write out your life, something changes. Once you've write out your life, you've got tremendous amount of clarity towards what you need to be or who you need to be to live that life. Or at least you have some sense of direction towards it. You put it out in the universe. It sounds metaphysical, but it's true. You've sent the message out saying you not you need to create it. It changes you forever because now you actually know where you want to go. Instead of just coasting along, you've set yourself onto a direction, which is your ideal future. Now it is for yeah. you to decide if you'll create this future right here, right now, or you're going to wait this one out too. Now, some of us will wait this one out, and that's okay if that's the decision you make for your life. But some of us will say, now I know where I want to go. What if I took action? What if I asked more of myself and said, I would want to create this life in the next five years of my time. I'd like to create this life in the next 10 years of my time, in three years of my time. It doesn't matter how long it takes. The point is, do we start taking action towards creating that life? Because the moment we put ourselves to that situation, the moment we put ourselves towards that challenge, it starts to turn the wheels towards action that start creating results. You see, that's how life is, well, right? We we have certain beliefs about what's possible for us. When you write out this thing, you'll change your belief, right? Because you suddenly have a new reality that you just wrote out, right? And as you change your belief, you start to take action towards that belief. Now, it's very important that you take action because if you don't, it is going to do nothing. It'll just change your belief or so you would think that it did because it, it didn't really impact your belief because if it did change your belief, you will take action. Right, So you start taking action yeah. towards that belief. As you, you start taking actions towards that belief, you're going to start seeing some results. Now, these results may be good, may be bad, but irrespective of what results you get, you will get some insight. Now, what insight and how you take that insight and take the next step from that insight will create your next set of actions. There will be a point where your actions will turn positive results. 
As you get positive results, you start to build positive beliefs. As you start to build positive beliefs, you start to get positive confidence in your work, in your worth, in your possibility of creating the new future. And that influences your new future because it influences your new action. It influences your new belief. And you constantly compound these new beliefs that you're creating that eventually gets you to create new actions and create new realities for yourself. Wow, I love it. I love it. So first question, guys, what do you want from life? And to be honest with you, back then, about four years ago or so, in impact theory, Vishen had this question and, and one question stayed with me, right? So I, I didn't know any, anything about coaching or what coaching was whatsoever. So he had this question, what experiences do you want to have, right? And I was there living abroad, you know, I had this goal, I want to earn more money. And you talked about this like short-term goals, right? And I realized that I had very, very much limited short-term goals, I didn't ask myself questions. And once I started to ask these questions, the questions that you mentioned and the one that I mentioned from Vision, it opened up new possibilities. And that's why I believe that questions are the answers, right? Because when you ask something, uh, especially open-ended questions, then immediately you have these possibilities opened up. And um, I think this show is... It's really about just showing people possibilities and how they can expand their horizons, how they can uh, reach their full potential, overcoming limiting beliefs and all those things. So because I wanted to ask you, um, so your, we finished your story uh, with, uh, with this situation where you were experimenting five years, you know, maybe it's scary for, for many people, you know, experimenting for five years. I don't know what to do, looking for solutions. So what would you say to those people? What was your self-talk at that time? So what did you tell yourself? Like, I will succeed. I know I will succeed. Or what was your thinking at that time? Well, you don't know if you'll succeed or not. That's the first truth about it. So anybody who's going to take the opportunity of saying, yes, I'm going to try for the next five years, if they're setting up from the perspective of in five years, I'll succeed. What's going to happen is success might show up in three years and you'll ignore it and it may show up in five and a half years and you'll stop. It's not about the timeline. It's about the output. What is mm -hmm. it that you're creating? Does it matter what time it takes for you to create it? Are you enjoying the time as you create it? Mm -hmm. Because there is no end goal of life in context of more money, more freedom or anything. The end goal of life, at least from the lens or the spiritual lens that I look at life from, is to live the life, is to live every day as you lived. It, there's a point, and I was talking to my wife about this uh, literally yesterday, like, you know what, this situation right now that we are in got me to ask a question. There's nothing mm -hmm. that we're keeping the social isolation and so forth, well, we're being as safe as somebody could be. But at the same point in time, of course, that question pops in your head is like, what if I die? What if I yeah. get this thing and I don't have immunity to it and I fucking die? If that happens, I said, listen, babe, I'll be concerned about you and my kid. But if I die, I think I'll die happy. I'll die knowing that I did everything that I wanted to do and I lived every day and I lived fully and I played fully and I did things that I really wanted to do. I was never scared about things that are happening around me. I feel really fulfilled right now in this moment. Right? Wow. So... The point really is not to show, oh, Ajit, you, you've lived your life. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. I don't want to die. But the point really is that a life lived 
of purpose, a life lived filled with passion, a life lived where you do meaningful work feels complete irrespective of when you look at it. And that's the point of life. If you ask me, if you ask my opinion towards why I can do anything and five years is not my life, five years is just one timeline. Three years is a timeline, 30 minutes is a timeline. Timeline is just timeline. It is things that are passing by and all we have to really decide is, does it matter in the way we live? Does it matter in the way we play? Does it matter in the way we show up every single day? And that's really what the point is. The point is not to get to the place. The point is to enjoy the journey. The point is to live every moment. So if it takes five years, let it take five. If it takes 15, let it take 15. It does not matter. What matters is the paths that you took and did you enjoy it? Did you love it? Did you do everything that you wanted to do? Or did you do things that you didn't want to do, but you did it because you thought it would give get you an extra buck, right? An extra buck is great, but it doesn't make you feel happy when you're done with everything. What makes you feel happy when you're done with everything is the way you lived. So my question, my concern, and my idea, and my thought, my proposition to the listeners is not to ask yourself how long this will take, but to ask how will you take the journey and what the journey will look like and how exciting and fun that is to take that path. Wow. I'm getting the goosebumps, man. It's so incredible. I love it. I mean, yeah, that's that's really, really a good reminder for me as well. And, you know, whenever I sit down with somebody like you uh, having this conversation, it's it's just amazing to learn from these incredible minds and being on this consistent um, journey of personal development. And I think that's that's what I wanted and that's what I want in the long run. And it came from one of my values and I wanted to tap into values a little bit because I heard you talk about values and uh, serving and love is, is one of your, I would say, maybe core values. Yeah. So, so why is it important to focus on values, to operate with values um, besides passion and purpose? And how can someone, you know, find that or get a little bit more clear on those? So if you really think about it, what is life really? Like if, and then this kind of leans into the last answer that I give, uh, that I gave, which is if you, if you're really living your life, if you're living a life where it's, it's fun to live it, it's not stressful, it's not boring, it's not, it's not killing you slowly, right? It's just fun to live that life. If we ask ourselves that question, we have to define what would fun look like, right? Because it can't be all parties. I mean, and if you think that is the case, party for five days straight and you'll realize it kind of sucks. Uh, it's good when you're 18 years old or whatever, but as you grow older, you start to realize there's so much more fun in doing things that are actually fun, creating things or 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 meeting people and so forth, right? It's just more fun that way, or so is for me at least. And so I ask myself, what does fun really mean? What is it that a life lived really means? And for me, that showed up. And me and my wife, actually, coincidentally, which is also the reason why we are together, is because we found that our core ways to have fun or things that we really, really enjoy is when we are loving every human being that we possibly can. We love in a place, we, we live in a place of love and abundance and joy in that context. And we give lovingly and we like to show up with love for people and for our family and our friends and everybody. Uh, and we love serving other human beings. And if we get to do that, we have a ton of fun. We have a ton of uh, joy in our life every day because we get to serve and we get to love. 
and that really defined our values. So my 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 proposition for people who are listening to this conversation would be is to find how would you have the greatest life? What would be the things that you would do on a daily basis or like to do on a daily basis that will make you feel fulfilled? If I'm doing something that is useful for the world, uh, world it gives me gives me tremendous amount of joy, which is why service is my value. If I am able to show up for somebody with a lot of love and gratitude and, and power for them, it makes me feel really joyous and really fulfilled. Hence, that is one of my value. If you don't know how to create your values or find your values, I'll invite you to do a simple Google search, search for um, values or something like that. And I'm sure somebody must have put together of just words or words that represent value. Maybe something like that would be a good one. Uh, you'll find probably a bunch of words that represent value uh, because sometimes it's hard for us to really identify our words. Uh, take down that list, put it on a piece of paper, print it out, and and write and look at which are the words that resonate with you. There might be, say, 50 words uh, that are there in the list, and maybe 20 of them you're like, this definitely feels like it's my value. You circle those in and then uh, and kind of evaluate which versus which. So let's say, for example, if you have value of abundance and love you go what is more important to me abundance or love say you say love now you say okay love is what the winner between abundance and love is and then next word is say love and uh, love uh, and uh, service right let's say for example the same that i have you go what is more important <laughs> love or service say love again so you go okay so love is that one value that i really stand for is let's say the number one right and you want to find three like these right at least three mm. it could be up to five but don't have more than that right uh, because then it, it just gets really crazy if you have like 20 different values. It's not, you, you're not really standing for something when there are 20 different values. It's really, live to, it's really hard to live out of 20, value, 20 values every day as well versus two or three, which are three or four, which is, uh, which is much, much easier. And you will remember your values and you will, you'll always be able to say, like we said, uh, service and love, which are our two values. And then there's other values like freedom and abundance, which we don't talk about as often, but those are our top four values. Uh, that we live by every single day. Wow, that's really, really incredible. And uh, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, you wrote the book, uh, Live Big. And I was just wondering, what are some of the key principles from that book that the listeners you know, must know? We talked about values. Uh, you mentioned passion and purpose as well. So when someone wants to live big, right? Uh, what are some of the key principles that you talk about in the book? So Libig is directed towards entrepreneurs who want to live a big life. So it's not necessarily directed towards everyone. It is for people who want to live big, but in context of business and creating something. Uh, the three fundamental principles of live, living big. One is passion, one is purpose, and one is practicality. By passion, it simply means what is it that you're passionate about? It doesn't mean blind passion. It doesn't mean passion that you're passionate for for a couple of days. It means passion that is sustained, like my passion for writing or my passion for creating impact. That is a true passion of mine, and I would always follow that in different ways, like my passion for film, right? So I, I love that, and I would always have that as a passion that I would love to pursue, and it has been with me for a really long time. So not the passion that you get because you visited Italy and suddenly you love pasta. I'm not talking about that mm -hmm. kind of passion. I'm talking about passion that has sustained a lifetime for you already. Second is purpose. Purpose to have some meaning in life. Purpose is usually something that is reflected on what you create in the world versus what you want for yourself most of the time your purpose is reflected on what is my contribution to the world right for us it is to be able to create impact in the world to be able to be of more service to be able to train a million coaches and, and so forth mm. uh, so that's mm. that's kind of what 
a purpose looks like. So have a purpose in life because it makes you externally focused towards saying, here's the direction I want to go. Otherwise, you become uh, somebody who chases goal to goal and they vary so much that by the end of the life, you're like, I was just chasing goals, never really meant something for a particular industry or a particular type of work, a particular community of people, right? So have purpose because that purpose will give you direction. And lastly is practicality. Often people get so diluted by passion and purpose that you forget if they are building a business, it needs to be practical. It needs to have meaning. It needs to have something that has roots in, in, in the real world so people can get a real result from it. You as a business can get a real result from it. So have practicality. Mm. And that's critical and very important because you want people to, you want it to become a successful business too. You just don't want a business for the sake of it. You want it to be mm -hmm. powerful and profitable and something that can be said as success. So my invitation would be to live a life of passion, purpose, and of course, of practicality. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And as far as I know, um, I haven't read the book yet, but there are some exercises in the book as well, right? So people can dive deeper into these topics, passion, purpose, and practicality, right? Absolutely. It's also much of a philosophical book. So it does have action steps and it does come with a free course that you can take over 20 days and, and it'll help you live those really, really well. But at the same point in time, it comes as a philosophical mind shift book. So as you mm -hmm. read it, every chapter, you can start from anywhere in the book. It's not sequentially written. It's written for you to shift a mindset every single time you pick up the book and read a chapter. So it's a easy to read, just a couple of pages per chapter where it talks about principles and, and, and tries to shift your mindset towards a new reality. You have these uh, businesses, Evercoach, Epic Business, Global Grit Institute, and you are the author of two books, uh, The Book of Coaching and uh, Live Big. And so would you talk to us a little bit more about those companies, what you do there what what they are for and and the books as well for the listeners absolutely so uh, the first company that you mentioned is evercoach evercoach is our online coach continuous education pl uh, platform which means we know that if we want to change humanity we need the support of coaches uh, and because of that we say what is the platform that really helps a coach become better every single day because coaching is an ongoing learning experience it can't be that you do a certification and you stop. You have to constantly learn and grow yourself uh, if you want to be a great coach, right? If you want to be just somebody with, with a part-time side hustle, maybe a certification is enough. But if you want to be a great impact maker, you want to constantly learn. So we created a platform called Evercoach for coaches to constantly learn and grow themselves as as human beings and as coaches and upgrade their skills and build their businesses. And that's what Evercoach does. You can find more about it on evercoach.com. Our second company is called Global Grid Institute. Global Grid Institute is available at globalgridinstitute.com and that is our consulting arm. This is the arm where we help businesses grow their impact, grow their size. We only work with businesses that are, have a, that are a positive force in the world, uh, that are doing something that is good for humanity. Uh, and, and we take their narrative and we try to expand their narrative and create new realities around that. So we'd work with businesses that are either just starting out, like people who are transitioning into new careers that, that have impact, or people who already have a new career and have businesses, and we, we help them scale their impact massively. So that's our, that's our uh, Global Institute. Epic Businesses is an investment of mine with a friend of mine who, who runs it. It's a, it's a tech company that supports people who create impact. Uh, but I, I'm more like a, like a sleeping partner. It's just an investment that we make. Um, and, and then there is, uh, then there is uh, the books that we've written. There's actually three. The last one we released was um, end of last year. 
Uh, first one is called the Book of Coaching. That is for coaches that are just starting out uh, and don't know where to even go, how to start, what are the pillars of of coaching. And we talk about you, your methodology, your business, the three key pillars for coaching. Mm-hmm. So we simplify yeah. coaching uh, for people or coaching as a business for people and as a lifestyle. Uh, second is Live Big, which like I already talked about previously in this conversation is about living your fullest life, but from an entrepreneurial side of things, which talked about passion, purpose, and practicality. And last one that came out last year, is called the business of coaching that is only available on our website. Uh, you can uh, call, uh, you can find the book at thebusinessbookofcoaching.com. Uh, and and that, that book is mostly centered around helping you simplify the noise that you may hear as a, as a coach uh, about what to do around business and so forth. We present you all the models and we show you how to how to really evaluate what's the right model for you. What are some fundamentals that you need to know? What are some of the principles that you need to know? What are some of the myths that are out there in the market? We tackle all of that in that book. It's only available in the ebook format, uh, so that's something that is very much limited to our platform. So that is that is the newest one that we just released a couple of couple of months ago, like three months ago. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And I read the book of coaching. It's an amazing book. I highly recommend it. And uh, also Evercoach, lots of resources on the website, evercoach.com. So YouTube channel. I mean, I'm, uh, I, I really love the videos that you guys uh, create. Uh, they are amazing. So I highly recommend checking out those videos on YouTube. And uh, Ajit, before I ask my last question, please tell the listeners where they can find you online and learn more about you, connect with you. Absolutely. Uh, there are many ways to find me online. You can find me online on evercoach.com. You can search my name, Ajit Navalka, on Instagram mm-hmm. and follow me there. You can go to globalgreeninstitute.com and you can sign up there and you'll get emails from us. Uh, there's so many platforms. Just Google me and you'll find so many options. But if there was one place to get really started, if you enjoy the content that we talked about, is what Tibor also suggested. Go to our YouTube channel. Go to go to YouTube. Search for Evercoach. You'll find our channel. Subscribe there and you will get weekly videos we actually released literally in the last three days, we have released a special series with me and my wife inside the Evercoach platform, which actually addresses the business concern around what's happening right now, the personal concern that's happening around right now. And for people who, for the first time in their life, are working from home, uh, working from home to how to manage their uh, their challenges around that and how to really get really productive there and get real good results irrespective yeah. if they were at home. So so go over, go to Evercoach uh, at, on YouTube. It's probably... Uh, the most content-heavy way for you to engage with us on the platform. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it because I saw those videos. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And Ajit, uh, my last question is, um, what is your vision and where are you heading? So what are some of your next goals for the future, so to speak? So there are goals in the future for sure, but the larger vision is is to be able to create change in the world, a positive change, be a conduit of it. And, and use the channels and use my capabilities to do that. So I see myself as somebody who channels uh, other people's awesomeness. So so I support other businesses. I support my, my partners to be able to have a greater impact. That's just what I think is my superpower that I can, that I create superheroes in a way. Uh, and, and also, of course, be a conduit by actually channeling amazingness around the globe to be able to, through our platforms, for people to be able to really benefit from it like Evercoach or like Global Institute. We tap into the awesomeness of individuals that are around everywhere in the world and we and we say, okay, let's take their awesomeness and share it with even more people. 
Uh, and that's really what my final vision is. And that's what I get to live every day is to become a greater, greater force in that and be able to channel that more and more. Um, and the immediate future, we are heading ourselves towards a million coaches being trained and impacted to create even more positive change in the world. Wow, that's amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing, Ajit. And thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Tibor. It was great speaking with you. Thank you for getting me on. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.